Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It is 730 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee along with Tom Keene. It's Tuesday, but we have a, a merger to announce, Merger Tuesday. Because uh, we took yesterday off, uh, total $12.2 billion deal, but $8.6 billion is the purchase price. Great Plains Energy buying Westar Energy, $60 a share, cash in stock. Great Plains provides electricity across the Midwest, headquartered in Kansas City. Westar from Topeka is a Kansas utility. Profit at Volkswagen's namesake brand down 86% in the first quarter after the uh, emissions cheating scandal. May auto sales out tomorrow, deliveries Projected to decline for all of the largest names, Ford, uh, General Motors, and Chrysler, attributable to having one fewer weekend compared with last May. On average, analysts see uh, the annualized selling rate slipping to $17.4 million. One other deal, a small one, Jazz Pharmaceuticals buying Celator Pharmaceuticals, $1.5 billion. Uh, Jazz is based in Dublin. They're offering $30.25 a share for the New Jersey-based Celator. Let's check in now with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Mike, thank you very much. North Korea attempted to launch what may have been a ballistic missile. South Korea's defense ministry says the launch early this morning failed. Physicist Stephen Hawking says he is baffled by Donald Trump's rise. Hawking on ITV's Good Morning Britain says he has no explanation for the success of the presumptive Republican presidential nominee. Hawking says that Trump is a demagogue who seems to appeal to the lowest common denominator. The Cincinnati Zoo's director is defending the decision to kill a gorilla to protect a four-year-old boy who had entered its exhibit. The gorilla was killed over the weekend by a special zoo response team after the 420-pound animal had dragged the child through the shallow moat. The zoo's director says the gorilla was agitated and disoriented by the commotion and was powerful enough to crush a coconut in one hand. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Land Rover Parsippany Bloomberg NBC Sports Update with John Stasho. All right, thanks, Mike. Second time in three years now, the NBA Finals will be a rematch of the year before. Cleveland and Golden State will start Thursday in Oakland. Unlike last year, the Cavs are healthy. They're well-rested, but the defending champs just proved how tough they are to take out. They won Game 7 last night, 96-88. to Oklahoma City led the series 3-1. to They led last night by 13 points. But Golden State came back. They won the third quarter 29-12, to and Steph Curry led the way. 36 points, both he and Clay Thompson broke the record for most three-pointers in a series. It's the tenth time ever a team has come back from a 3-1 deficit. It's the third time it's happened in a conference final. Game one of the Stanley Cup final. The Pittsburgh 3-2 over San Jose. Penguins scored twice a minute apart in the first period. Sharks got there two in the second. Nick Benito won it for the Penguins, scoring with two and a half minutes remaining. The Yankees had that six-game win streak, but they're going the other way. Fourth loss in the last six. 4-2 at Toronto. They were shut out by Marco Estrada until a Brian McCann home run in the ninth inning. Matt Harvey in the Mets bullpen, a two-hitter, one nothing over the White Sox. As Harvey got his ERA well under six. Neil Walker's seventh-inning homer, the only run. White Sox have now lost seven straight. David Wright could be headed to disable this herniated disc in his neck. With Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashow. 
Thank you, John. Well, we've got some key numbers coming out. 8.30 Wall Street time this morning. Income spending and the PCE inflation numbers. That's the one the Fed follows. Ahead of that, not a whole lot of movement in the bond market, but we're seeing the two-year note yield at 91 basis points, up less than a base point on the day. The five-year, though, gaining two basis points to 1.4, and the 10-year note yield comes in at 1.87%. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. I'm Michael McKee. We're looking at futures right now gaining altitude after being down a little bit. S&P futures up by two points. Dow futures 28 points higher. NASDAQ E-mini 100s are up by six points. The Bloomberg NJIT STEM report brought to you by New Jersey Institute of Technology, investing more than $110 million a year in applied research to solve problems and improve life. Learn more at storiesofinnovation.njit.com. Here's Bob Moon. Michael, good morning. Here's what's making news in science, technology, engineering, and math. What do you do when technology fuels hate? Internet giants Google, Facebook, Twitter, and Microsoft are pledging to tackle online hate speech in less than 24 hours as part of a joint commitment with the European Union to combat the use of social media by terrorists. The companies and the European Commission issued their joint statement today declaring that there is a need to ensure such activity by Internet users is expeditiously reviewed by online intermediaries and social media platforms upon receipt of valid notification in an appropriate time frame. The company said it remains a challenge to strike the right balance between free expression and hate speech. For its part, Twitter said it remains committed to letting the tweets flow, but added there is a clear distinction between freedom of expression and conduct that incites violence and hate. After a massive toxic algae bloom closed lucrative shellfish fisheries off the West Coast last year, scientists are turning to a new tool that could provide an early warning of future problems. Experts at the, at, experts at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and the University of Washington have deployed a so-called ocean robot offshore in the Pacific near a known hotspot for toxic algae blooms. Researchers typically would have to go out in a boat, collect samples, and bring them back to a lab to be analyzed. That's this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Michael Clam lovers can rejoice. Oh, we will celebrate. <laughs> you don't have to do it in a month with an R either. That's right. <laughs> All right, Bob Moon, thank you very much. Uh, Dr. Robert Johnson is the uh, president and chief executive officer of the American College of Financial Services. Uh, prior to joining the college, he also worked at a number of other universities and held senior executive positions at the CFA Institute. Uh, we're going to put in a good word for our Taylor Riggs, who is uh, studying for the CFA Level 2. But, uh, Robert, I want to go to um, your expertise in analyzing financials, because uh, at this point, it seems to be getting harder and harder to analyze the U.S. economy. Uh, the inflation numbers we get at 830 this morning, um, there's, a, there's a question out there about whether we've seen some sort of secular change in inflation. The Fed has been pouring money and stimulus into the economy for years and we can't get any inflation or is it just a matter of timing uh we're going to see it happen on a a cyclical basis but the cycle is very long well first of all condolences to taylor um it's going to be probably a rough weekend but uh, i appreciate being on uh, today um, yeah, it's really interesting. The Fed, uh, everybody's watching the Fed, and everybody's trying to figure out what the Fed is going to do. And the numbers, the economic numbers are really a, a mixed bag. As we all know, this Fed, the Yellen Fed, is particularly data-driven. 
Um, so it, it, when people are trying to figure out if they're going to move on rates or not, it's all dictated by the economic data. And it's really clear that they want to raise rates, but they've been very cautious not to do so prematurely. And if you look at really the three things the Fed's looking at, they're looking for signs of rebound in the economy, they're looking for further strength in the job market, and they're looking for inflation near 2%. And if you had a scorecard on that, the economy, it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, the job market appears to be stronger. The numbers Friday will be interesting because of the Verizon strike. And by Yellen's own admission, we probably aren't going to see inflation near 2%. Uh, for quite some time. So, um, you know, if you look at what the odds are on the Fed raising rates uh, in its June 14 and 15 meeting, um, the futures point to a 61% chance of raising rates in either June or July and only a 28% chance in June, which is the chance that the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder were given last night to beat the, the, the Golden State Warriors, and we can see what happened there. Yeah, exactly. We, we like how you bring in uh, this magical season we're in with basketball and ice hockey as well. Robert Johnson, uh, when I, when I look at sort of stumbling into the summer and such, what does it mean for the markets? I mean, is it just one big range-bound mystery waiting for something to happen, or can we actually uh, see particularly equities get a jump start and do better than good? Well, uh, Tom, I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of the opposite. Um, I think investors should behave as if the Fed has already increased rates. And what that means historically is that they should actually lower expectations for equity returns. Um, I recently co-authored a book, Invest with the Fed, and we looked at how different market sectors performed during rising uh, Fed interest rates and falling Fed rates. And from 1966 to 2013, the S&P returned 15.2% when rates were falling and only 5.9% when rates were rising. Uh, so I think uh, I think that investors should act as if rates uh, r- rates were rising and rates will rise. Robert Johnson, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it with the American College for Financial Services. I will put out on social invest with the Fed, maximizing portfolio performance by following Federal Reserve Policy. Robert Johnson, uh, Gerald Jensen, and Louis Garcia Feju uh, on that. Um, always, um, see Mike investing with the Fed. Um, you know, I, I <laughs> maybe it's it's the wonderful Marty Zweig. Don't fight the Fed. Never fight the Fed. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're we're about to see the markets uh, get a lesson in that. It appears. Uh, a churn. Futures up two. Down futures up thirty. Higher yields fractionally this morning. Stay with us. Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by SSNC. More experience, superior technology, independence, and expertise. That's how SSNC drives the future of fund administration. SSNC, they're the future of fund administration.